Are you worried at all about the high-pitched noise coming from a neighbor's house? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to Team Cockroach, a podcast about The Good Place, a weekly comedy on NBC by Mike Schur. I will go through our panelists now. So I am Andrew Pontius. And also let me welcome Rachel Adelman. Hello. Hi, everyone. So Rachel, you are the Walmart of friends. <laughs> Next up, Sarah Gardner. Hey there. Hi. Hello. Hey, so is it just me or am I acing this test? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, Javier Matusevich. Greetings. You make the bass drop in my heart, Andrew. <laughs> great, great. All right, thanks. <laughs> Save me a joke. And our special guest this week is Brian Hamilton. Hello there. <gasps> the Chilies! I saw them like 50 times. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that doesn't help our case there. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are continuing our season one rewind, and we will be going over two episodes. We will be going over episode 10, Chidi's Choice, or Chidi's Lack of Choice, as the case may be. And episode 11, What's My Motivation? So as we've been doing for our recaps, I will give a little recap for each episode, as has been my custom, uh, mostly because I keep forgetting to ask anybody else to do it. So there you go. So for Yay. episode... <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, episode 10, no one's been volunteering either. So there you go. <laughs> episode 10, uh, Tahani and Eleanor both realize they love cheating, but instead of fighting, they bond, leading Tahani to think of a way that Eleanor can stay in the good place. Janet and Jason get married that's it they get married and michael <laughs> continues to torture chidi with choices big and small that's episode 10 then for episode 11 there's a little more to it Tahani tries to help eleanor gain points by hosting a do-over for the party eleanor initially ruined but it doesn't work because eleanor is still motivated by self-gain jason and janet come clean to michael who resolves to reboot janet to break apart their love this prompts Janet to help Eleanor and Jason steal the train that Sean, the eternal judge, arrives in so that all three of them, Janet, Jason, and Eleanor, can escape to the medium place. I haven't watched the first season of The Good Place in a long time. I rewatched live season two as it was airing because, as I'm sure y'all know, it's one of those shows where you can really go back and pick apart uh, all the little things that happen. And these two episodes were surprisingly relevant to like whenever I think about the first season I think about like the love triangles and I think about the like Eleanor's path to redemption and this these two episodes had both of them and I was really surprised about that like of all the things of all the episodes I could have been on the show for it was like the two pivotal ones for me <laughs> yeah I really liked these episodes I thought they summed up a lot of season one and the relationships that we've seen grow throughout the season i think my favorite thing between these is that they decided to make eleanor and tahani become better friends rather than fighting with each other absolutely i don't know that i've seen that in any other right. television show where two women could be fighting over a man but they decide they're just not going to do that and i it it's refreshing to me. It was just as good the second time around. And it makes me happy that I have the friends I have. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like you guys. 
I also forgot that they gave each character an episode about them, more or less, even though, you know, um, What's My Motivation isn't so much about Jason and uh, his arc. That was the episode where they talked about his death. And in um, uh, Chidi's Choice, that's the one where they talked about his death. And it's always struck me how funny this show can make death. (laughs) Like, it's really freaking dark. (laughs) (laughs) They They show Chidi getting hit by that. By that air conditioning unit. I wasn't, I hadn't remembered that they basically, you know, show his body fall into the ground for that. That was, that was surprisingly explicit for a comedy show. Get stuck. <laughs> I had forgotten how Jason died. So oh, when, no. yeah. <laughs> when they, when they rolled out the safe, I forgot all about it. I'm like, oh, he's about to do something really stupid. Oh, he doesn't come out of this. <laughs> it's a me, the harmful stereotype. Oh, hey. <laughs> I, uh-huh. oh. I, I love like Jason's reaction. Is it where he's like, "I'm just now realizing why the snorkel wouldn't work." Like he just he really is the dumbest man alive. He, he really is. I like how exasperated Michael gets with Chidi. I know that Michael's the one that's supposed to be torturing Chidi with all the decisions, but there are times when you see Michael and you think he's hating this. He wants this to stop. Well, you think so? Because certainly the, these two episodes were really good at torturing some of the characters. I think Michael tries to torture Chidi like in about five different ways with mm-hmm. different choices. Yeah, I think, I think Chidi, Chidi does get tortured. I just think the torture wasn't particularly enjoyable to, to Michael. To Michael either? Oh, wow. He okay. looks very Could exasperated. <laughs> he doesn't want to deal with Chidi anymore. No, he hates all that indecisiveness. <laughs> I loved see, seeing Michael pull all the strings for all these characters in the background and be like, okay, you're, uh, we're going to torture you. We're going to torture you. We're going to do all these things. We have all these secrets. But then knowing that the Janet-Jason romance was a real like error to him was so cool to see the minor flip in his, uh, in his acting. Like, oh, really? This is a real thing that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I, I can drop the axe. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the whole Jason and Janet thing is Chidi's reaction to them getting married. He like comes, he's like, "What?" Thirty seconds later, "What?" <laughs> yes. "What?" <laughs> like you just can't comprehend what is going on. Even Eleanor and Tahani, who are kind of watching the whole train wreck happen, are just seem you know they're they're more used to it and they they can they can kind of clap along with it and, and make jokes. But yeah, it's a crazy it's a crazy thing. Jacksonville Jaguars rule. <laughs> well, he, he pulls off the arms of his suit, right, as part of his uh. getting ready for the... <laughs> yeah. And then his... I don't remember the vows too much, but the vows are pretty, are pretty silly, I think. And Janet is the, like, the judge for it or the, the officiator of her own wedding. Mm-hmm. And she says, does anybody have any objections? And the other women are all like, oh, of course we do. Yeah, this, ooh, this is terrible. And he's like overruled. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. But then she can't she can't eat the cake, right? So Jason has to smush it around her mouth because she can't actually eat it. It's perfect. That's yeah. There was a bunch of really great moments this episode where you're reminded of how great and strong each of these characters are when you pair them off differently with other characters, which they kind of make a joke about in the show where it's like, no, we're in love. No, we're in love. No, we're in love. And <laughs> and we have some Steven Universe fans here. I know that it's like it's almost like seeing what a, what uh, two characters fusions would be is like, oh, let's see what happens <laughs> when we put the two of them together and uh, give them an arc for an episode. Let's see what happens when we lock Chidi and Michael in a room together and see what ridiculous things happen uh, happen there. That's so true. 
<laughs> well, let's talk. Let's go over a little bit the, the Eleanor and Tahani relationship in this episode. So I think we, we talked about how it was nice that they they were friends. Eleanor actually explicitly mentioned that she says, "No, I know we could be enemies, but I'm just I just want to bond." And I do think that that might be kind of a little note from the writers that you know they wanted to make sure that we knew that they were not yeah. in favor of those kind of plots mm-hmm. while that they were showing. Definitely. Felt to me like a really smart female writer, like saying, I'm going to be explicit about this. So I think that's part of why I appreciate it so much that they really called it out. Yeah, it still it still made made me kind of uncomfortable for a bit because they they did go to those those places where two women are fighting over a man. And you see Eleanor trying to. Pass the Bechdel test by saying, hey, let's be friends. And Tahani is really not <laughs> having it for a while. And it's like, what is going on here? But after all, they, they dispense it quite quickly mm-hmm. and they go over it. But I would have preferred if they didn't, didn't even go there, you know? Yeah, I definitely feel that. I appreciate that. If there's a show I would trust to do that switcheroo, it's the good place. But I agree. They didn't need to prove that point. Well, there was that one moment where Tahani says to Eleanor, you knew Jianyu was a fake. Right. And you didn't tell me. So they had a legitimate, you know, argument. She had a legitimate grievance with with Eleanor that Eleanor was not treating her the way she wanted to be treated. So I like that they kind of didn't just ignore that. I mean, that's true. You know, any old person would be aggrieved by having someone do that to them. Actually, the moment where like Eleanor stops and kind of realizes what they're about to do and like fighting over the guy reminds me of the moment at the end of season one when she realizes what's going on. It's kind of that realization like there's something else at play here and I'm not going to fall for it. 100 percent. Well, then the other neat thing about this, this bit, the part that I have written down is when Eleanor asked Honey, well, what what do you want to do to to relax or to have fun? And they watch the show called Deidre. Deirdre and Margaret. Which, <laughs> is that a real show? I don't think so. No, but it's No, it's not a real show. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, it's nearly yeah. 30 episodes. <laughs> over, over 16 years. Right. Yeah, so they make a lot of fun of things. But yeah, the, they do sort of get to Tani to have some digs on Eleanor because the character of the lower class woman on the show is a complete moron. And, and Eleanor actually says, I take it the moron is me. And so they have some fun with it, but... And so they're still kind of digging at each other a little bit, but it, mm-hmm. it, it's in a safer environment, I think, is kind of, it, feel, it feels like the, the situation. So, you know, like Tahani has not become all of a sudden a, a person who is not sort of stuck up and full of herself. She's still all of that, but now she's just doing some of that with her friend. They also, I, I've forgotten how much season two backed off on all of the self-referential, like self-digs, things like... Um, uh, oh, here's an oddly specific scenario that I totally didn't have a part in on Earth from uh, from from Eleanor and a lot of the Tahani stuff. Like, oh, my friends, uh, the Spice Girls and the uh, feud between Desmond Tutu. Like, they had so many of these in this episode, and I'd forgotten how much they backed off on that in season two when they really let the characters shine as who they were more than archetypes. Oh, uh, well, there's uh, Tahani still has some name dropping in season two. I I remember some from she says what like. Her godparent, right? And it was yeah so-and-so. near the end of season two. She, she does. She still yeah. does some of it. Which so I actually thought that was a that was a good uh, through line for her character that she still does some of it in both season one and season two. Tahani being so self righteous and like commenting 
oh, Eleanor can't do any of these big point things, both of which I did, include, <laughs> yeah. including change the mindset of the nation or something. Right, like right, that. right. Oh, one of her accomplishments. Sacrifice your life for for someone's gain or something. And I don't know how she mm-hmm. thinks she did that, uh, aside from putting her life at the service of charity stuff. Maybe she thinks that that, that qualifies. And she didn't know what Walmart was. Oh, poor Tony. Yes, that was <laughs> What's great. What's Walmart? So, um, so with Chidi, so there's a whole bunch of things that, that Michael touches Chidi with in the in the, the episode ten. So many choices, and then we get flashbacks of him making further choices where he can't do anything right. And so one of them is like when he's a kid, he can't choose a team, and he tries to choose his teacher because he can't choose anyone from the team. And finally, he goes through. His friend Uzo says, you filibustered recess. That's a great line. <laughs> One of the best lines in the show. <laughs> um, and then he does other stuff too. And, and Uzo comes back, right? Because then we, we see Uzo as an adult mm-hmm. and they're at a restaurant and he can't order something from the from the menu. And he, he tries to, oh, yeah, I'm going to order, I'm going to order. And then he changes his mind immediately. <laughs> and then the D- last one is Uzo actually goes through the effort of tricking Chidi to think that this is his wedding day, Uzo's wedding day in order to show him that he can't possibly do it. And of course he can't. And that's when he dies. But so that's what that's kind of until I just kind of went over what Chidi's flashback were. But then there's also some things that Michael does to him as well. And I think he, he makes him choose uh, the, from the three different women the, who, who like him or who he likes. Right. So he makes kind of ice cream yeah. flavors. Mm-hmm. That's the one. And he can't really choose that. He can't even choose whether to use a pen and paper or a whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Chidi. That was, and that was yeah. when I was like, you know, this is Michael torturing him so deliberately because you know he won't even he won't even let him just talk about. What, I don't remember what they were exactly talking about again, but you know he just comes out and says, "All right, pen and paper or whiteboard." And he's like, <laughs> you didn't have to do that to Chidi, right? And but he's totally doing it to to screw him up further. I thought that was that was really great. I like that on the face of it, he could ostensibly be uh, trying to break Chidi out of his shell, but Michael knows Chidi will never change. This is just a playtime, fun torture thing for him. <laughs> I know I said in the previous episode that I don't think it's fair for Chidi to be in the in the bad place, but this is the episode that I, what did I say? This is why everyone hates moral philosophy professors. <laughs> Did anybody else happen to notice what the name of the restaurant they were eating at was? No, what was it? it, it the menu said Eating Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't catch it till like the third or fourth time I watched the episode, but I was like, oh my. It's like the giant list of uh, restaurants Megan Amram uh, put on Twitter after the first episode of season two, where like they spend so much time coming up with silly restaurant names. And you know they had to have come up with one, a great one for this one little scene. Also, did you notice that the, the yogurt flavor that Stahani is strawberry mango twist? I feel like that's perfect for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, real Eleanor, fake Eleanor, and strawberry mango twist over here. <laughs> so in, in, in that moment, Michael had to have known it was Tahani, right? I think he did. Okay, yeah. Because that couldn't have been planned by him, I guess. But I'm sure like there, he seeded enough doubt in everyone that could have made it feel like Chidi and Tahani could have ended up together. I'm and, sure he and, has a CCTV system. Now, question for you guys. Do you think Chidi actually made a choice or no? 
when he came to see the women at the end. I oh. think he was hoping that the choice would arise when he, he saw them, but I don't think he made a choice. I, per I personally think he made a choice, but didn't get to say what his choice was. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm on that, that boat too. Do you um, have a guess? I, mean, oh, I, I was think guessing he, it was Eleanor. Yeah, I think he picked Eleanor too. But then like the first thing out of her mouth was, no, I can't possibly be your soulmate. I'm not in love with you. And like it, just the look on his face made me think that he had actually picked <laughs> Eleanor. <laughs> I had never thought about that. That's brilliant. But the way that the scene is shot, it, it feels like he's, okay, no Eleanor. He's, he's astonished, but he kind of looks to... Tahani or fake Eleanor, I can't remember who particularly, and or the camera just leans, and so we are led to believe that he's about to choose the next one in line, and then well, the whole thing ensues again. Mm -hmm. If you can't get rock, you look to paper or scissors. <laughs> it's too many, too many variables. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> ding! There we go. <laughs> And something else I realized in the last like episode or two is how much I like fake or real Eleanor who became <laughs> right. Vicky yep. and she never got as good when she was Vicky in season two. I'm like, how was she so good at being real yeah. Eleanor, but she can't torture them mm. any other time. That's true. It's great to see the show setting up all these weird things to happen for these characters because in such a bizarre situation as being in the afterlife where there's a good place and bad place, the, the fact that all of these things could be happening at once, it really gave <sighs> her a nice way to freak out about like, who knows what's even real anymore? I'm in the afterlife. I love these two people. <laughs> They're marrying an android. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was satisfying. Well, so if we move on to episode 11, because I think, I think we're pretty much done with episode 10, except for the jerk machine, which we'll get to at the end. So Tahani has this idea that she's going to help Eleanor uh, make, get some new points in the good place. And of course, mm -hmm. that fails because getting points when you know you need to get points is, is not selfless. The way that we get around that at the end is that Eleanor says, okay, no, I'm going to leave the good place. And so all those good things that I did are not for my own benefit, although they really kind of are. So, anyway. But... um. But yeah, so Eleanor is going to try to earn some points, and she starts by opening some, oh, keeping, uh, holding a door open for people, right? And mm -hmm. I don't think that that didn't work. <laughs> but that was where we got the the thing with Tahani, where Tahani was was Tahani's trying to help her out, right? So I think that was that was kind of fun to have those conversations with her. I have a question for y'all uh, about episode eleven. Do you think that, like Janet, that little pocket watch of Eleanor's points? was real like michael stole it from some sort of warehouse or something or was that something that uh, michael fabricated for <laughs> the ruse it's a good question i mean it seemed to work when she decided she was going to leave it felt yeah. real but now you're making me question <laughs> everything <laughs> the show didn't do that already well the, like yeah. the cube that they had the, the green red cube that always seemed to be telling the truth about when someone's telling the truth and then someone's I, lying yeah the, that had to be real for me just from the moment where, I forget what it was, but Michael, oh, Michael said Tahani was being very helpful and the cube turned yes. red. <laughs> like, <laughs> if that was a fake thing, it wouldn't do that, I don't think. Oh, wait, I just answered my own question. You know what? The points were fake because he shows them a ranking of all of their points. And if they were actually going, if, if they were actually in the bad place, those points couldn't have been real. Well, the the scores for for um, Tahani and 
real Eleanor and everyone else. Those cars surely are fake, but maybe the measure thingy, maybe. Oh right, real. for Ellen, just for Eleanor could have been real because we mm-hmm. yes we we don't see her score really, so we just see the pocket watch, which may maybe real. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Michael says at the end, and we uh, excuse me in season two, and we've mentioned this before, how he says that you know, lies are better when you use as much truth as you can in them. Um, and we have actually, Brian, we've been going back and forth in some of our episodes as to what's real and what isn't in these episodes. I, I do think that there's, as we've talked about and have discussed about, so I won't go over it for too long, but there are these several levels of these episodes where one is there's sort of the plot as we, they want to keep the plot where what you're thinking is happening the first time through makes enough sense that you accept it. And that sometimes wars a little bit with that underlying twist that they're going to at the end. Because as we talked about, you know, Vicky is a really good actor for this season, in part because she has to be, because we have to believe that she's real Eleanor and she can't really slip without us questioning the whole thing. And we don't want to do that until the end. And then in the second season, well, she's, she's kind of a, a jerk and she's not very good at this. That's sort of what we need her to be in the second season. But in the first season, we really needed to be this in order for the first level to make sense. And so, yeah, you go kind of go back and forth on this. I think... At the very least, we were supposed to believe that that pocket watch was real this time around, and mm-hmm. that's kind of that's enough for me for it to have worked in that regard. I, I don't need to I feel that. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to whose line is it anyway? Where the points don't matter. <laughs> right. right. Well, so in the second episode, yeah. we get some Jason flashbacks, right? And yes. so Pillboy, Jason and Pillboy, we get a bunch of Jason and Pillboy, and they're hysterical, Pillboy. right? They're really good. Pre-successful DJ. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's great that Michael's goodness test, it's the same as what he gave Eleanor. Yes. And that she was saying no, no, no to all the questions. But (laughs) Jason just right up front is like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I had a a vanity (laughs) license plate. It said I love butts on it. (laughs) Can I ship Pillboy and Jason? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, they were certainly probably the only people who could stand each other of their immediate group. So there's certainly not. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Jason commits several serious crimes, right? He, he sets fire to the boat and a couple other things too. I don't remember what they were, but, and then he forgets one. And he has to say it later. He's like, Oh yeah. They're... Yeah. He stole somebody's <laughs> guitar or something. Oh, the Rachel Chili Papers. It was, it was yeah. Please. Yeah. Face, I think. That's what it was. <laughs> but I, I did, I will agree that, that them going back to that, to that bit, and having Jason go through it, it's just, just hysterical. Just really good, really good writing. Really good writing for that. Diarrhea friends. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh. I would not want to be an employee of that, of that restaurant. Oh. Get done with it. We're getting robbed. <laughs> I know. That was great. His hat's a golf ball and he has a terrible uh, mustache. <laughs> that, that actress was, mm. was really nice with the, the deadpan delivery of that, of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then the, the cop afterwards where he's like, you know, yeah, he, he, you know, he died. And, and what Pillboy says, I, you know, he really just wanted the life he deserved. And the cop was like, you know, I think he kind of deserved this. <laughs> this is pretty much what he deserved. So, um, and what, he, he, he died doing what he loved or something, a bunch of whippets. A bunch of whippets. Put that on his tombstone. Um, but then, the, you know, the whole point of that is, actually, and this is where it gets fun, right? Where Janet starts to actually starts talking in complete sentences and like a normal person, except not really a normal person, but she kind of says, no, I, you know, if you go through with this, if, if this, all these things happen, you know, I will be rebooted and I may not fall in love with you again. And I want to be in love with you. 
and therefore we need to go off and do this thing. Like she really, she you knows she plays the rebel. She's she's willing to to go against authority to get to get Jason out to keep them keep them going. Yeah, she was kind of passive in the marriage episode. She's yeah. like, eh, there's no rule saying that I can't do it, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah, right. In this episode, we actually see her like wanting to be married, which is which is good. It's nice that they gave her a reason to want to be married because it's it's not so much just that she loves Jason. It's that she wants to be a being that knows what love is. And that's what gives her an extra kick in the pants to get out of the uh, neighborhood. Mm-hmm. She also learns to hate things. Like <laughs> the Holocaust, I think. Something like that. Genocide and leggings as pants. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those screenshots that went around Twitter a lot. Uh, it was like, I, I, I know how to hate things now. Genocide and leggings as pants. <laughs> and that upset a lot of people. <laughs> well, is this the first time she makes a joke? Explicit joke? Because she says at the end on the train, I've hacked into the mainframe. Kidding. Technically, I am the main friend. Yeah, yeah. It, it did seem like all of a sudden she was able to <laughs> make a joke. Well, and this is the episode, too, where real Eleanor uh, professes her love for Chidi in the form of an egg. Um, <laughs> which, is, right. which is maybe the cheatiest way to do things. <laughs> and then Chidi's reaction to it. I love you, too, egg. <laughs> yeah, so cute. Um. He totally did not get it. It went <laughs> over his head. That was him. But then you know that, that Vicky slash Eleanor is also getting in on the let's torture, torture cheaty fun. Absolutely. By, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When she says, like, okay, okay, you don't have to tell me right now, but you are going to tell me eventually, right? Because she, she doesn't want to let him go off of that. No, yeah. And we meet Sean. We do meet Sean, Sean. for the first time. Yeah, no, I, I'm amazed we met him this late in the season. Yeah, because he's, he's going to have a lot to do, I think, in, in at least one of the next two episodes. But yeah, I, I was really enjoying how he comes off the train and he's just like so grim and he's so severe looking. And, you know, <laughs> what we know of him for next season, where he's he's just kind of a kind of a dirtbag, I guess. And but now he's so he's so corporate dirtbag. Stern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. And in this episode, yeah. he looks like like the, the literal Grim Reaper. And he knows just instinctively, without even turning around, that they're yep. stealing his stealing train. train. Yep, yeah, yeah. That was great. That was yeah, so I remember when we first met Sean. You know, seeing the season for the first time, that he—I knew him from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I—he uh, mm-hmm. was in Parks and Recreation, but I didn't really recognize him from that. But from Nine Nine, he's got a much bigger role. So of course, I was really excited. It's like, oh, it's it's the guy from Nine Nine, and then he just he's so uh, perfectly cast, but it's a, a completely different character that you just got to hand it to Mike Sure for recycling all these actors and putting him in new fun things, like he did with Adam Scott too. Mm-hmm. Well, now, what was his character in Brooklyn Nine Nine? What did he do? He he is there's a there's a police captain who's very straight laced, and uh, he is the police captain's husband, who is also. Very straight laced, but in a more, I think, fun way. <laughs> so, uh, the two of them are adorable. So, seeing him, seeing him show up and knowing that they, you know, they start by showing his shoes. Like you barely even know <laughs> right. who you're who you're getting, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's that guy. 
<laughs> this was the first thing I'd ever seen him in, and I know that you know he's done a whole bunch of other things. But I started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine after this, and I was like, "Oh, that's the guy from The Good Place." Yeah, so you get it backwards. <laughs> yeah, I got it backwards too. I know there was something else I'd seen him in, but I can't remember. He what was, it was in a bunch now. of commercials too, which messes with my head. But no, he he was um, in he was in Kong Skull Island as a scientist. Uh, so. You know, that movie we all saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he was actually, he was pretty stuck up there, too. So, and he, spoiler, he doesn't, he doesn't make it. So, yeah. Oh, now I don't need to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, Thanks right. a lot. <laughs> My other favorite thing about seeing uh, Sean's entrance is that not only do you get him as the judge showing up and being like, oh, hello, Michael, you get him as the superior being like, well, let me check on my subordinate uh, on his weird experiment in this neighborhood. Yeah, although that comes later. I think I think we really only get like a couple sentences from him in this episode going forward. But yeah. Oh, yeah. And Michael is Michael is sort of very apologetic about it. Right. He's like, oh, I, I you know, sorry, I'm late or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of Michael. Michael does a lot of that in in both seasons, really. He's often rather apologetic to the people he's talking to. I was just going to ask, because I don't remember, is this is this the first time we have confirmation that there is a medium place? Yep, yep. Yeah, I think it is. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's where Eleanor's surprised. I'm like, wait, the medium place? I've been wanting that the whole time. Oh, that's, yeah. that's right. I was just saying that'd be a good idea. <laughs> here it is. Well, then this is the first, is this the first mention of Mindy St. Clair? Because we, they've talked about how there could be a medium yeah. place. But, and, and Mindy, I love Mindy St. Clair so much. And I actually did watch ahead into the next episode, and and she is everything Naughty. that I remember. She is she's great, so we'll get to see that. But one thing that I was thinking was how we've I think I've heard of this idea, and I think we've all had this idea that you know the first season and the second season were so different because the first season had this one concept, and the second season had a completely different one, and everything was 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 changed. But in certain in a certain way, and it's a very very certain way, but. In a certain way, they are actually really, really similar. Like, again, Michael, for most of both seasons, is kind of this helpful, befuddled character. Now, he's that character for different reasons in both seasons, because we know different things about him, but he's kind of that way for a lot of both seasons. And then in both seasons, there's kind of a space where they're in the, the, the good place for a while, and then at the very end, they leave to go somewhere else and have adventures there. And it it's just sort of funny that they, they feel more like similar seasons now to me having gone through them both at a certain level of detail with with all of us than they did before so even though the plots are different and a lot of the machinations are different the writers seem to like a certain pattern it seems to me and they're willing to do enough to get you back to that pattern and get you going through that same experience again uh, they've done it twice now i suspect they might be they might we might get back to that pattern more quickly than we're imagining in the third season, mm. just because this is one way or another, this is what they like. This is what they like riffing on. In a way, we're seeing the same season, but us as the characters, knowing what's going really going on. So we get the party scene again, and we get uh, all the tribulations that our characters have to go through. But now we, as the characters, we as a, as a fifth character on the team, we know what's going on. So we see all the backstage. <laughs> yeah, Paula is perfect. <laughs> Right. Well, I think I think now is the time. We've talked about two episodes. Now is the time to go over what we haven't gone over yet from the joke machine. And so, again, as we've discussed in previous episodes, there's just so many jokes in every episode. They just keep coming and coming and coming. And I have tended to call them these days the joke machine. And so what have we not covered yet 
from the, the jet machine for these two episodes. With the Pobody's Nerfic, she goes back to t-shirts, which was yeah. true. a theme a theme in her life. <laughs> yeah. A theme in her death. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think we mentioned uh, Jason's um, ranking of the Fast and Furious movies <laughs> at the beginning of episode yeah. 10. Oh, Seven is one me. and two is three. Three is two, four is two, or something like that. That reminded me of when he like gave the one through ten ranking, and ten wasn't the highest for some reason. And <laughs> uh-huh. It just yeah, yeah. Out of thirteen, eight was the highest, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh-huh. is how he's doing Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah, but Tony's like, oh, and um, him wanting to be related to Ariana Grande, who he thinks is the sexiest woman alive. Yeah. We made allusion to the Walmart of Friends line, but I think that's the funniest thing in these two mm. episodes. And the it's way great. Tahani says Walmart, like she doesn't know what word is coming Wal-mart? out of her mouth. Walmart? Walmart? You can buy walls at a mart? <laughs> She's the Walmart of Friends, yes. And then Eleanor just agrees. Yeah. Did I use that word correctly? <laughs> And Jason uh, doesn't want to, he he knows that he could go to the medium place and be with Janet, but he needs to pause his game first because Bortles is having a great game. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. And Jason's just insistence that they have to tell Michael because it's not wrong. It's not right for Janet to be married without telling her dad. Her dad, right. Yep. Not her dad. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. And he's so happy to be having the same IQ as a monk, and Michael's like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, not a good that's thing. He stopped learning at the age of seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked um, J- Janet and Jason save the date and said in 10 minutes on the <laughs> save the date card. And he, he wore his DJ music hat to the wedding. Yeah. The one he died mm. in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Did he die? Yeah, wow. what, was he, okay. mm-hmm. what was he? He was an amateur professional DJ, <laughs> and then he was also pre-successful. pre-successful. In yeah. this, he wasn't failed. He was pre-successful. Yeah. Well, there was a when Michael was sort of so they come back from a commercial, and Michael is recounting what what Jason said, and he says, "So let me get this straight. You were a failed DJ, and I was just thinking, what did Jason have to say in order for Michael to pick that up immediately?" That he was, he was a failure. Because, right? you know, Jason was trying to give it his best spin, and he still came out with, oh, yeah, you were a failure. <laughs> they had chicken wings at their wedding. Did they? Okay. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Yep. Oh, yeah, stupid uh, Nick's became oh, uh, yeah. ugly yeah. Nick's yeah. meat trench. Or something. Uh, right. yes. Meat trench. <laughs> Janet, Janet knew the, the progression of, of that restaurant. That, that one guy so that you the, don't get it confused with the other meat trenches. It's 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 Nick's meat trench. And, and you can't eat at Ugly Nick's anymore because the pelican fell in the deep fryer. And that's just bad. There's so many Florida digs in this show, and it makes me the happiest thing in the world. It's easily one of the top ten swamp towns in northwest uh, Florida. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Florida Dig-dum. man. Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> When they're kissing with Janet, and she's like, "Is one tongue okay? I can add some extra." I can have more. Yes. Oh, yeah. You should. Oh. You should be glad. I was thinking of using that as a joke when I was introducing you all. You should be glad that I uh, yeah, uh, didn't know yeah, that. No. Yeah, decided against that. I like that that uh, Jason ate electrical tape off the roll because oh. he thought it was a fruit by the foot that went bad. 
That was so great. A lot of Jason jokes this episode. Well, I wonder if it's a million as well. Um, she says, uh, she, when, she's, when she's talking with Chidi and she's trying to confess, what is she? Well, she's trying to help him out or something. I don't remember the context anymore, but she starts with, I've dated many annoying guys. And I'm like, uh oh. Anything else she's trying to tell him she loves him. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and Tahani's, I'm just a girl towering over a boy. Telling him he loves me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Tahani was telling him that he loves her. She never said she loved him. And then Eleanor had to tell him. Technically, you told her. It's my three favorite yogurts. Eleanor says after Tahani's confession or whatever she whatever it is, I feel like her confession of love was a lot better than mine. Can I do a do-over? <laughs> she's not even angry. <laughs> no, he, well, she's trying to uh, maneuver for for more success on her part. So, it's, but then Chidi says, "I need to step outside for some air, and I will not be back for many days." I was like, "Yeah, that <laughs> story checks out." I like that uh, in the questionnaire for Jason, Michael gets all panicked out because Jason. Basically checks off all the boxes for the bad place, and Jason puts his hand on his chest, and oh, Michael yeah. is like, "Why does that, Why that still, still work?" work? Yeah. And I could not decide whether he was where Michael was actually meant that for real, or that was supposed to be a joke, or you know that was supposed to be him torturing him more. Because there's no reason <laughs> for him to say that because it was presumably it never yes. worked because he knew it never was never true. But then why would he say? Oh, it's just it was just for funny. Ah. And then what's the other one? Uh, Tahani and Eleanor. Uh, we're talking, and Eleanor is talking about uh, Jason, and she says, we were both banned from public transit systems in our city. So, yeah. Was, <laughs> like, They're both hot dummies. <laughs> yeah. But at least she knows she's a hot dummy. They they really do luck out with Kristen Bell being as so just so likable all the time. Like, you could very easily really hate Eleanor. Really hate her, but yes. But she... Yes. But she's, you know, she's got the little, like, smirk on her face most of the time. And she's in a pretty decent mood. So, of course we like her. <laughs> well, she does. Um, she, like, she tries to help Chidi at one point, right, during the, when she's preparing for the, for the party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first she says, don't ask me anything. I'm, I'm, I'm the worst person to ask. But she really does seem to be trying to help him. Oh, she says, yeah, just tell her that you love her, right? She, so she, she yeah. does help him out because she gets points. Which is like the one time that she gets points before the big reveal. Which we haven't discussed, actually. The fact that she, by going away, gets all the points. Gets all the points, right. Well, you know, we've discussed, is that real? Is is that watch thing real? And we kind of think it is. Yeah. But yeah, she decides to go to the, the, well, she says, she decides to go to the bad place. But then she runs into Jason and Mm -hmm. Janet, who are going to the medium place. Oh, I'll go there instead. And so, (laughs) yeah. When I wonder, because... Yeah, we don't see how her points change there. No, yeah. we do. We do. She gets like a million points from that. No, that's yeah, no, but yeah. we don't see the changing points after oh, when she, she decides to, to actually go to the medium place. Maybe she gets like half the points. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, that, that's the f- not the first time, but that like the first clear time that we see the whole concept of moral desert, even if it isn't with those with same words. Absolutely. Because yeah, the, the whole thing is that she's doing it because she knows that it's not going to have a an effect either way. Yeah, right, and that, that definitely comes up at the end of season two. So it's a good, um, it's a good callback. Call it's back. a good through line to both seasons that they've been thinking about this since season one. Yeah, no, I, re- I really like that part of it. it. You know, and also, um, as soon as they realize what Eleanor is doing, Chidi and Tahani and other Eleanor 
run out to find her, which at one point I would think that Chidi would have been kind of proud that she was taking accountability for her actions. And he would have wanted to, you know, see her off, but he wouldn't have been in such a panic to do it. And now he's like, got to go get Eleanor. (laughs) She can't, she can't, you know, make this right. (laughs) No, I think, I think Chidi has been saying for at least a couple of episodes now, that no, he really, he cares for her and he wants her to hear. He wants to help her to stay here. Actually, mm-hmm. he's been saying that kind of all along. He's willing to help her do that. No, I thought that was I, pretty consistent, but I also yeah. loved how he just didn't even think about it. They're just like, nope, we, we need to go help her. I really love that. Yeah. It I broke into a stride. <laughs> I think it was that and his reluctance to tell real Eleanor that he loved her that made me think that he had picked our Eleanor Mm -hmm. Uh in the previous episodes. Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. It also makes that scene funnier if you think (laughs) that he was... (laughs) But this is the, yeah, so this is sort of the, the first bit of the sort of a new set of um, adventures that people are going to go on. And, uh, and, and then, you know, coming into the final two episodes of, of the season where, you know, we know there's the big reel at the very end, and I had not really remembered these two episodes much at all. Um, I knew about, I remembered how Jason died because that was very memorable. But a lot of these episodes were, were just kind of a surprise to me how it all happened. And I do feel like it's on the upswing again, right? Like these were kind of the end of the regular uh, episodes of like this whole long segment we get where we're kind of trying to figure some new things out since, the, uh, since uh, Eleanor's initial reveal that she was the cause of the bad place. And now we're going to kind of lead up to the to the finale, to the the climax of the finale, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So I've seen all of season two and up to here in season one. Am I about to get revealed on something? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> well, I forgot to put the spoiler warning at the beginning of the episode. So no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But we we made it clear in other episodes that that's how we that's how we roll. So spoil on the things. It will actually be kind of fun mm-hmm. to start season three because then there will be you know we can't spoil mm-hmm. any anything further into the into the season anymore because we don't know it yet. It is fun to guess though. It is fun <laughs> to guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, only two weeks. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, first we got to finish these up. So, and we finished mm-hmm. up three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Right. Three weeks. Yeah. I can't do math today. Sorry. <laughs> but after this, we're down to the last two. So Phew. thank you, everybody, for helping recap and talk about these two episodes. So thank you, Javier. I can teach you all the Dorito flavors again. <laughs> Where, okay, I don't remember that joke, but okay. Um, Sarah, thank you. Thank you. And Rachel, thanks for joining us. Good night, everyone. And Brian, thank you as well. Thank you for being our guest this week. Oh, uh, do you mind if I go save my game? Uh, Blake Bortles has got 300 yards, <laughs> and I just want to... thanks for having me Brian Brian. (laughs) (laughs) and we'll see you next time